Holy smokes, I'm back. I don't even know what to do. I don't know how to do this job anymore. There's so much to talk about. I've been gone for so long. Oh, Brandon, my favorite person, Kayla at the helm. All kind of folks in the room today. Uh, a lot of stuff to get into, most of which the stuff we're going to talk about, you probably really don't even care about. I want to talk to you about Jason Aldean. Of course, you knew I was going to talk about that. I want to really spend a lot of time talking about this Barbie movie. And I know I can hear the groans and the, oh, my God, I can't believe. No, 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 no. Listen, have I ever failed you? Have I ever let you down with my, with my astute analysis? I think that this is culturally relevant. I think it's something we need to talk about, this Barbie movie. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's disturbing, I tell you. <laughs> it's disturbing. I want to get into these things. Um, and uh, we're going to start with the Jason Aldean story because, I, I'm, I, you know, I said – you know, the, I like nothing made me happier than when they found cocaine at the White House. Like that was my story. That was my Pulitzer right there. That that should have been my whatever, my Emmy Award for this, whatever sh my potty. I don't know what podcast awards they give out, but my analysis on the cocaine spot on. I mean, that was Woodward and Bernstein level stuff. Uh, and I exposed it, and then, boom, I called everything that was going to happen. With the exception of the Kamala thing, as I said, you know, if it was going to come out, that's where they're going to pin it, be probably dug him off, Kamala hus Kamala's husband. But again, they came out, and they said, no, nope, there's, there's no culprit. I mean, they knew everybody pissing on a tree within a quarter mile of the Capitol building on January 6th. Uh, literally true. Our buddy Anthony Russo was literally in the, in the trees taking a piss on january 6th and they called him on the carpet um but you can't in the most surveilled house in the world the white house they can't figure out who dropped a little bag of cocaine but it did prompt me to tell the guys here at the blaze that i want a new t-shirt made if they'll ever get on it um we do have i think we have the new uh i've had my shot and a booster t-shirt that i wore a couple of weeks ago that's going to be at uh, chatonblaze.com and then um uh, I want to do a t-shirt that says I went to the White House and all I got was this crummy t-shirt and a bag of cocaine. I would wear the hell out of that shirt. Hell yeah. We got to get Tyler I, on that. I'd just throw a little white powder on there, Brandon. Hell just yeah. Bam. There it is. Uh, <laughs> but I told him this morning, I said, make that shirt. Just put the words on there. Throw a little baggie, whatever you want to do. I trust your designs. But I went to the White House and all I got was this crummy t-shirt and a little bag of cocaine and a bag of cocaine. Do you think, do you think they'll let us do branded dime bags? <laughs> <laughs> this uh, here's what crossed my mind on this i wanted to do little refrigerator magnets little refrigerator magnets uh -huh. in the shape of a cocaine baggie little dime baggies yeah yeah, like a little dime bag and then throw um uh which dime bag is weed that's not cocaine cocaine's a little you know gram or whatever yeah but i i was like throw that on there with a little words on there it says you know like white house like a, put a white house seal on it the, 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 the emblem on it yeah yeah i just don't think any of you people would buy it and ultimately, I'm about you buying things. Uh, but anyway, chadonblaze.com is where my merch store is. If you use promo code CHAD, I think, or CHAD20, whatever you use, CHAD10, try them all. Wherever you're shopping on Blaze, I get the credit for it. And I'm a capitalist. Um, Jason Aldean's a capitalist. I got to tell you, Jason Aldean, first of all, first of all, so he gets in trouble for putting out his song, which I think has been out since May. Uh, try that in a small town. I'm not a Jason Aldean music fan. I know that shocks you, but 
I'm not a Jason Aldean music fan. He's a great entertainer. Okay, so let me preface everything I'm going to say. I've been to some Jason. I went to one Jason Aldean concert years ago. I think only one. Um, we are about a degree of separation from each other. We don't know each other personally. Um, we've had some interaction. Seems like a reasonably nice guy. He's a great entertainer. I mean, what can I say? But I say all that to say this. Jason Aldean is not where I go to get my philosophical outlook on life. Jason Aldean is not the brain trust. He's not the guy where I go, I want to sit at his feet like Jordan Peterson and let him just educate my mind. So the fact that these people are having a meltdown in the idea that Jason Aldean thought so deeply and played 4D chess on, on, on making a music video, which by the way, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm reasonably certain enough that I would probably bet $1,000 that Jason Aldean had nothing to do with the planning of that music video. He didn't write the song. Several other people did. That, that's, Jason Aldean doesn't write his own songs. I, I mean, I think maybe here and there he might have written one or two. But, like, he's, he's, he is an entertainer. There's, there's a whole group of songwriters in Nashville that literally their job is to write songs that Jason Aldean might want to perform. Okay? Uh, you have different aspects of that in the entertainment business some people write their own stuff some people don't and you just that is what it is um but i guarantee you when they said all right here's the call sheet for this music video we're going to do it in front of the courthouse in columbia tennessee jason aldean didn't go you know what that was the place where they had the 1946 race riots uh that was the place in 1927 Literally almost 100 years ago where they drug Henry Choate, a, a young black man, out of a jail cell and killed him uh, and then lynched his body uh, on the courthouse. Um, I, I just don't believe that Jason Aldean was thinking that deep. So, But the, that's the accusations, right? That's the accusations is that, the, that Jason Aldean, he's peddling hate. You know, he says, I got a gun that my granddad gave me. And, you know, if you mess around in the small town, you're going to find out about all this kind of stuff. Oh, he's promoting vigilantism. He's promoting gun violence. No, he's just telling you that that's just the way people think in a small town. Like, I mean, we got you back. Um, and then again, people say, well, all these bad things have happened in small towns, too. We, uh, surely people aren't that stupid, but they are. They really are, okay? The, uh, to understand that values in a big city versus values in a small town are different, and the way he chose to convey that message, for people to get triggered by that amazes me that that's something you found offensive. But they did, okay? But you can't deny the values in the big city. Look, you go to New York City, you got 10 million, 12 million people, however many people living on Manhattan Island. They literally live on top of each other. They, they're stacked. People, human beings are stacked on top of each other. You go to a small town, you might not be able to see your neighbor's house. I mean, you might have to drive a quarter of a mile, a mile before you ever see another person. There's a different way of living. And so there's a different mindset. There's a different value system. That's all that the song's trying to do is say, listen, you're not going to come down here. You're not going to loot. You're not going to do smash and grab. You're not going to have these riots out here, which, by the way, and I pulled a bunch of the screenshots, which I never used. I thought about using them on the show. But if you will go watch the video, 95% of the actual news footage that they showed in the video, the protesters 
are white people. So for the claims of racism is stupid. It says, oh, this is this is pushing back against the BLM riots of 2020. No, most of it was actually stuff like Antifa. Most of the stuff that you saw with the, you know, the fingers in the face of the cops and all of this interactions and altercations. If you look at if you look, actually watch the video, most of the protesters, most of the rioters, they have white skin. So it was a far stretch to be able to do that. So if you got to go, let me back up. If you got to dig 100 years into history and say, oh, they lynched a guy here. You know, you could go to most places in America, and that includes places up north, not just in the south. But you could go most places in America, and if you dig deep enough into its history, some atrocious thing happened to someone somewhere in that area. And you can dig that up and say, oh, see, he's trying to glorify what happened. Now, NPR wrote this thing, and Brandon gave it to me. NPR gave you an interpretation, an explanation of why Jason Aldean's Try That in a Small Town is such a controversy. And see, even they, they, even they use selective history. So, you know, the whole um, Henry Choate thing, they say, well, they drug him behind a car and then they lynched his body. Well, they killed him first. And now that's atrocious. That's horrible. That's horrendous that this happened. You know, he was accused of, you know, sexually harassing a teenage girl. She couldn't quite identify him. He, they say, out of fear, admitted to it. It's a whole to kill a mockingbird scenario, apparently. But I don't know if you guys have ever noticed that any of these stories that ever happen, when they pull them out of history, the, the person, if he was black, was automatically innocent and he was falsely accused and all of that, which I'm not saying that didn't happen. That did happen a lot. It happened a lot. But who knows what happened because the guy never had a trial i don't know that he had a chance to get a fair trial again it was 1927 tennessee so we don't know probably not a fair shake but they pulled him out of jail uh hit him in the head with a hammer killed him then drug his body behind a car and then lynched him if you think that now in 2023 jason aldean's sitting around going you know what let's let's really push back on the henry choate story and put this thing out there in front of the Columbia Courthouse. The, the reach, the, the, the absolute reach to go in and try to find offendedness and some sense of victimization and oppression and racism in that, to me, is just silly. I don't know. I mean, am I thinking wrong, Brandon? I mean, I don't know. Maybe I am. Well, so I read through the lyrics, and <clears throat> honestly, outside like the first, the first verse, if you remove that, it's pretty much a standard, like, don't tread on me yeah country song yeah the only lines you can maybe point to is like uh carjacking old lady at a red light yeah. and robbing liquor stores yeah i know who tends to do that but outside <laughs> those two lines it's pretty it's a pretty mild song really it's a mild song and also like i grew up listening to gangster rap so yeah. like put on the chronic anything from snoop dog yeah and then you can you can talk about violent lyrics now again you mentioned snoop dog you're bringing me to my next point now if you go listen to gangster rap you listen to any of that stuff you remember snoop dog did the video where he shot donald trump in effigy uh shot him in the head you know at what point in time are you going to have a fair standard and say um listen this um you know we're not we're not this you kind of using a double standard of hypocrisy here when are you going to judge the violence that is continually paraded around and glorified in rap music uh to the point where it's even played out violently in our inner cities um so again i'm not some big apologist for jason aldean i mean 
I, I don't think Jason Aldean and I are ever going to be big buddies. But I will say the reach to try to claim something this big is stupid, and it is exactly that. It's a reach. Um, and if Jason Aldean is so smart as to come up with this marketing plan that, hey, I'm going to create this kind of controversy to make my song go number one and blow past Taylor Swift and all these other songs, and bam, I mean, like immediately in one day, it's number one on all charts. Um, kudos to you, brother. <laughs> kudos to you on the marketing plan, because damn. Um, but I just don't think that's where we're at in this whole deal. Uh, plenty more we could say on that, but I think that horse has been beat to death. I, you know, CMT pulled his video. Honestly, I didn't know CMT still played country music videos. Uh, they're owned by MTV, so I don't expect them. Which is that? Is that Viacom? I don't know. I, I don't keep up with that crap either. But I, you know, who big deal? I know that Blake Shelton pulled out a thirty million dollar deal with CMT. Uh, Hank Williams Jr. resigned from the board of CMT. Um, I think Luke Bryan pulled his videos from CMT. What you will find, by and large, is in the country music community, it's a reasonably close knit community. And it that's you're seeing what happens. These guys tend to stick together. Yeah, they got their little feuds and their fusses. And more and more progress woke progressivism is has invaded Nashville in a big way. I was just on a phone this morning on phone call this morning with my record label, and one of the uh, one of the promoters, big huge company. I'm not going to say their name yet, but we are going to write an article about them. Uh, we paid them thousands of dollars because we've got some content that's coming out and they just, they stopped responding. They just stopped communicating with us until finally we went way over their heads and found out, find out that all these people that are working in there are mega liberals. And they were like, we just don't want to work with you. We just don't want to work with you. So they just totally went silent on us and just poop. That's it. So, and that's Nashville, Tennessee. So it kind of threw us in a situation where it's like, listen, we've met with you now for hours over planning and strategizing on the, on this promotion stuff and paid you thousands of dollars and you know your your peons down there these project managers have just said nah we don't want to and their reasoning was they said well spotify spotify may punish us for putting this person's content out i don't know if you understand there's some stuff on spotify that's pretty strong and by the way, we got some songs coming out in September that if you think Jason Aldean's Try That in a Small Town is tough, uh, wait, wait till you hear our shit. <laughs> so who knows? Um, maybe they made a wise decision. All right. Before we go to break, uh, we're just days away from the Durban Accords, the greatest threat to the U.S. dollars, global dominance in the past 80 years. Uh, on August 22nd, BRICS nations, that's Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, they're expected to announce the launch of the new international supercurrency fully backed by gold or other commodities. This is part of their long-term plan to supplant the U.S. and the dollar as the cornerstones of the global financial system. Now, how can you protect your IRA or 401k from the fallout from this landmark announcement? Well, you got to diversify with gold from Birch Gold Group. Now, historically, gold has been a safe haven in times of high uncertainty, which is right now. So get a free info kit on gold IRAs and decide for yourself if a tax-sheltered retirement account backed by physical precious metals is right for you. Text my name, C-H-A-D, I spell it Chad, to the number 989898. There's a monumental shift happening among nations that control one-third of the world's GDP, and it kicks off on August 22nd. But you need to arm yourself with information to protect your retirement savings. Text Chad to the number 989898. Claim your free, free info kit from Birch Gold. We'll be right back.
All right, before I get into the Barbie movie, which I know everybody's waiting with bated breath. Everybody's waiting with bated breath. Um, I'd tell you to come to my show Saturday night in Coleman, uh, Texas, but it's sold out, thank God. Uh, and then uh, next week, I'm going to be outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Oakmont, Pennsylvania. Uh, go to watchchad.com. That's where all the fun stuff is. Get tickets if you're in uh, the Pittsburgh area. Come hang out. If you're not in the Pittsburgh area, come drive. Drive over. I got to give a shout out to my girl, Linda Adams. Linda, I know you're watching the show right now. I think she's been to like 25 shows of mine. I mean, she's in the chat every night. Dude, she's in the chat every night from Conroe. And she doesn't like to be picked out, singled out. That's why I'm doing it. <laughs> but I, I got on stage last night. I, I went, Dustin Sims and Jesse Payton had a show at Hyenas in Dallas. And so I went and got on stage for a few minutes at the beginning. And uh, I looked down and there's Linda sitting there. I mean, she's driven all over. She came to the Fredericksburg show. She'll drive four hours for these shows. It's, it's incredible. So Linda, I love you. And there's a ton of people out there that have consistently come to shows, but Linda's killing it. Um, but then uh, on the 11th of August, I'm in Waco and then on the 12th, I'm in Georgetown, Texas. And then uh, the 18th, 19th, and 20th, I am in La Jolla, California. So get your tickets, watchchad.com. And uh, my show in Waxahachie, that's all the way out September 9th. It's already sold out. So that's good. Good problem to have. Um, Barbie movie. So the other night, I'm sitting there, CJ, you know, she comes in. She's, we just got back from vacation. It was chaos. It was a great time, but it was chaos when we're traveling with 21 people. And uh, had a blast down in uh, down in Mexico, and um, she comes in and CJ's not the sit still kind of person. She said, "Let's go. Let's, I want to go see the Barbie movie." And I was like, "Oh, I'm grumbling about it. I don't want to go see this." I said, "I'd rather go see Oppenheimer." A little while later, she goes, "What's this Optimus Prime movie?" And and I was like, "No, you know, it's Oppenheimer." And she's anyway, she's part of the public school system, and um, she's a product, I should say, public school system. So we go see the Barbie movie, and I'm sitting there, and I'm watching this thing. I'm like, okay, I know I'm, I'm going to see a bunch of woke BS, all right? I know I'm going to see this kind of stuff. Uh, I, was, I was pleased with the movie. I, aesthetically, it's fun to watch. If, if, you're, if you're willing to let your gay side out a little bit, it'd be a little metrosexual. Get in touch with your emotions. Honestly, the movie, I, like, I'm an emotional person. Y'all know this about me. I'm an emotional person. Uh, the older I get, the more emotional I get. Uh, movie made me cry a couple times. I, I CJ looked at me. And she goes, "Are you crying?" And I was like, "Shut up, bitch!" And uh, you don't know me, woman. But there's a couple of things because I'm the father of three daughters. You know, I'm watching this thing, and it's it's there's some sentimental BS in there. But let me let me say first of all, Ryan Gosling, and this is gonna make me sound real gay. That's a good actor. That dude's a good actor. I, I mean, I think right. I think we're both comfortable enough with ourselves to be yeah. like, he's an objectively good actor. He's a good actor. He looked the part. Yeah. To play that part, I mean, he's done a few different things. Like, I was disappointed when they cast him as the gray man, uh, which is based off of Mark Greeny's books that I love. Um, I thought they could have recast that, but that's sort of like making uh, Tom Cruise Jack Reacher. Uh, I didn't like that casting. But he pulled it off. You know, what was the, what was the movie the, about the swans and crap that he did with the girl with the great butt uh, way back? The Notebook. The Notebook. I knew when I said great butt. I um, uh, can't think of her name. She does have a great butt. But 
I don't objectify women. The um, <laughs> but this movie, this movie, it's a weird movie, man. Like it's it's very metaphysical. It's very existential. And actually, the movie's about having an existential crisis. It's it's about identity issues. It's about trying to figure out who you are. Um, there's some deep meaning there. It's it's a very very new agey uh, spiritual movie, which sounds funny to say. Let me let me go ahead and say it's not for children. I, the fact that they were people, at, it was a ten o'clock showing, and the fact that people had three and four year olds in there, one bad decision across the board as a parent. But this was not. This is not a movie for kids. Very adult humor. Very deep subject matter. Um, but it's 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 everything. The woke BS is in there. But ultimately, the message that I took away from it wasn't okay. Because because I don't want to give away spoilers. So I'm trying to tiptoe around this because I know y'all are all waiting with your tickets in hand to go see the Barbie movie. Um, and God bless Margot Robbie. God bless God for making. Margot Robbie, um, what a beautiful woman, um, and and a fine actor herself, I guess. I, whatever I, she may have acted, I don't know. She's just there, and that was enough for me. But you know, they're in Barbie Land, and it's ruled by women, right? And they have this idea. The Barbies have this idea that they made the real world perfect for women too. Well, then they go to the real world and they discover that it's run by, according to the movie, run by men. And Ken, well, he loves this idea. Like if you, as Rob Smith made a video about this, he said, if you took a shot every time they used the word patriarchy in this movie, you'd be hammered drunk. They'd have to pump your stomach. And he's right because they keep talking about the patriarchy. But he goes and he's like, oh, so he bring, Ken brings this idea back to Barbie land about how men need to be in control, which quite honestly, being the chauvinist that I am, uh, I loved Barbie land when it was run by the guys. <laughs> I thought it was a great concept. Um, but anyway, and then it's this whole, you know, crisis of identity thing of what's right. And, and you just have to, you have to see the movie, but Put your thinking cap on because I could literally sit there and unpack every single scene for the deeper meaning. So I have to say, whether you agree with the full message of the movie or not, by and large, I thought the message of the movie was okay. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Um, now, it did make all the men be bumbling idiots, even in the real world, the ones that rule the world in the patriarchy world. They were still bumbling, brainless idiots. I don't like that messaging, of course. But again, discovering yourself and who you are. One thing the movie did that I thought was very good was it said it's okay to be a mom and to just be a mom. And that's your, that's your role is to just be a mom. Uh, that's one movie that I can honestly say I've never heard anybody else ever say that. that it's just okay to be a mom as a woman. Um, so good for him on doing that. A lot of other woke messages, a lot of spiritual new agey crap in there, but you can weed through that stuff. But check it out, okay? Check it out and see what's up. But I still, I got to go see Oppenheimer. You, you were telling, who was saying, Joe, you were saying they're going to see Oppenheimer? Was that, who was saying that? You're going to go see Barbiana Oppenheimer? It's a good idea. I think it's a good plan. I believe they're calling it Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer. Yes. And everybody's dressing up to go see this Barbie thing. Hey, I, I think ladies no, I just like up. an excuse to wear pink. Yeah, 
I guess. I mean, I saw some pretty interesting characters going into the theater last night because after Hyenas, we went down to the sushi restaurant, which is right next to the theater. And um, there were some dudes coming in with like pink sweaters wrapped around their shoulders and stuff. And, okay. <laughs> okay. Like, I didn't know we were supposed to do all that. I didn't do all that. But um, you didn't put on your finest pink attire? No. No, no I didn't. No. But I'll tell you what I like about a movie. When a movie will spark conversation, I like that. I think, it, I think that's the point. I think that's what you should do. Uh, you know, mindless stuff that doesn't spark some conversation later on. Um, again, again, compare that to say, okay, what we talked about in the first segment with the Jason Aldean video. Like, I should be able to look at somebody's interpretation of the world they live in without being offended by it, right? So if I was just going to worry about the woke crap that's in a movie, I would never see another movie. Uh, if I had to analyze every actor that's in every movie and their personal lifestyle, I would just never see a movie. Now, I know that you guys are saying, well, forget Hollywood. And that's fine. I mean, that, that's your personal choice. Now, me personally, I tend to like to be culturally abreast of things so I know half of what I'm talking about. And so I expose myself to a lot of stuff out there. Um, and again, I wasn't overly in, enthralled with the idea of going to see the Barbie movie, but I've got a very beautiful girlfriend who's very coercive. She's mean, and I'm living under duress. But uh, if you see me blink twice with both eyes, come get me. Um, and like, probably like if I needed to put a note out there that said I'd been kidnapped by the cartels, but I couldn't mention that I'd been kidnapped by the cartels. Like if I wrote, I'm at the Barbie movie, you probably would know that I'm in some kind of danger in somebody's trunk. We can use that as like our safe word going forward. <laughs> yeah. If you ever hear that phrase, it's yeah. trouble. Yeah. You know, there's trouble somewhere, but you know, again, I was able to go watch that even with the woke nonsense that's in it without, I didn't cry over it. I didn't feel the need to go out. I could still find the good in it, right? And whatever. I, I, but again, you can't do that anymore. I, both, both progressive left and people on the right, that's one of the things that troubles me the most culturally is that we have to politicize every damn thing. Like, everything's got to be that way. It's like, can we just chill a little bit? And, and again, uh, yeah, I don't think the kids need to be exposed to gratuitous things. That's a line we have to draw. We've consistently drawn that line through this program on where we stand on that. But at the end of the day, as an adult, you should be able to just go out, enjoy a film, read a book, see something hear something you maybe disagree with let it spark a conversation have some dialogue and you know do you know what i say this country was founded on and that is debate discuss disagree dialogue and then be able to come together on it i mean let's you know come let's you know let's reason together on these things and and i and i know you guys are laughing at me because you're thinking i can't believe you're getting this deep with something called a barbie movie but it's a reasonably deep philosophical movie <laughs> You just, Kayla, wouldn't you agree? I mean, it's, I, 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 so I'm going to give it four stars out of five. I'm going to give it four stars. Will I go see it again? No. But I tend to not go see movies again. You know, I mean, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I enjoyed it more than Indiana Jones. Well, yeah. Indiana Jones was garbage. At it least, was trash. At least Barbie was hot. If it's it was true. real woke garbage, she would have been a fat, like, lesbian school teacher or something. Now, I will say, I yeah. will say, as a disclaimer, 
that they give this great speech about, well, uh, America Ferreira, she plays a character. She plays a real world mom. She gives this speech about what women go through. It's, it's sort of bullshit, but it's sort of true. It's, it's, it's a mix. And no, it's a sort of, it's a mix, Kayla. She gives this speech, which I'm like, okay, it's, 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 but you could give the same speech about men. I mean, you just change some of the verbiage. It's, it's talking about the catharsis of women go through this, but they can't, like, like you can be pretty, but you can't be too pretty. You, you can be skinny, but you can't be too skinny and all this kind of stuff. Well, you can say the same things about men. You know, you could be aggressive, but you can't be too aggressive. You, you can be successful, but you can't be too successful. You know, you can, you can climb to the top, but don't, don't step on anybody else. You know, men live in a crisis too. So that's humanity. I mean, that's just the nature of life. But she gives this speech about how wonderful womanhood is. And I'm like, okay, I see the point. But when you got a dude who's playing one of the Barbies, it kind of makes it fall on deaf ears. Because you talk about the greatness of women, but then you got a trans person playing one of the Barbies in the movie. Eh. So, I mean, what she should have said is, oh, and women don't have a penis. (laughs) That would have been perfect in the speech. That would have been perfect in the speech. All right, guys, right now the world's changing in a lot of uncomfortable ways. Um, Again, Chad Prather went to the Barbie movie. Uh, But we got natural disasters. You got political and economic disasters. The bottom line is you need to be prepared prepared for anything to happen at a moment's notice. Um, And uh, you're not going to get a warning when that happens. And, uh, folks, this is not a movie. This is why the smartest thing you can do right now is invest in emergency food from preparewithchad.com. Preparewithchad.com. So as I speak, mypatriotsupply.com is offering a deep discount on their popular three-month emergency food kit. And uh, how about a how about a 25% savings on it? Uh, that's the biggest discount they offer. Doesn't come along every day, so don't pass it up. Act now. Grab your 25% discount on each three-month kit you need, and you need one kit per fam- family member. Now, you won't regret it. Go to preparewithchad.com. It's going to be built in right there. Save 25% today before the sale is over. Preparewithchad.com. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right. Um, God, I don't know if you know this or not, but we've got a criminal family in the White House. <laughs> um, yeah, we do. We do. Um, you know, listen, I, <laughs> the, the, the two-tier justice system is amazing to me. I'm like, I'm so tired of talking about the, um, so tired of talking about the indictments on Trump. I mean, that's, that's just going to keep on happening. Um, I think I think most of you, if you would just agree with me, you wish that a lot of this drama would go away. I mean, uh, both the indictment stuff and, and, you know, Trump. I mean, Trump's leading in the polls. There's no question about it. I think, you know, as I said to CJ the other day, you know, the Ron DeSantis campaign just seems to be imploding in so many ways. Um, and again, we're in one of these days. We walk out on this thin ice because even discussing it pisses off people. And I'm like, y'all need to relax a little bit. OK, Um this is honest fact. I mean, the Ron DeSantis campaign just can't seem to pick up any any steam. And when it comes to coming up, you know, trying to trying to face Trump in this primary and, uh, you know, by and large, those who are supporting Trump, they just believe that it's not Ron DeSantis's time. Um, I, I can see the logic in that. Um, they feel like that was stolen from Trump in 2020 and he deserves the opportunity to be back in there again. I could see that logic, too. 
um, you just hate to see that. I mean, they're going to do everything they can to absolutely suicide this man um, before before, you know, 2024. But then you got Joe Biden. Joe Biden's taking the short steps up to Air Force One now. Um, I don't know if you've seen this now. He's taking the uh, the 14 steps rather than the 26 steps up to Air Force One. Because now remember this, Joe Biden is the guy that his aides, they say they can't keep up with him. They say they just can't keep up with him. He's so physically active that we just have a hard time keeping up with this guy. But they, they make him take the short stairs. So, you know, when they roll the stairs out, there's a door at the top of Air Force One and there's a door at the bottom of Air Force One. He's taking the bottom door because they don't want Joe going up too many stairs. I mean, the guy's 900 years old. Uh, he's using the large font on the teleprompter and still can't read the damn thing. He mumbles along with his note cards before he speaks to anybody that he's sitting across from and um you know he's he they pre-pick the questions from the reporters and then he they tell him who he's supposed to call on so this is the guy that i've said over and over again there's no possible way they let him run in 24 and they got to get rid of him before the election comes around because they got to get rid of kamala too uh because ain't nobody voting for kamala I mean, there's nobody voting for Kamala Harris. So uh, uh, Devin Archer, who, of course, is a former uh, business associate of Hunter Biden, is going to testify uh, in front of the House Committee on Oversight and Accountability about 24 or more instances when he allegedly witnessed Joe Biden take part in his son's business calls or in-person meetings with foreign nationals or prospective investors. So basically, the Biden family was using Hunter's. Hunter was sort of like Joe's shell corporation, okay? They were peddling influence. Um, And again, people go, I love it when people jump on Twitter and say, where's the evidence? Well, what are you willing to take as evidence at this point? Because uh, there's so much. I mean, there, there's receipts. There's literal receipts of the money that they received. I mean, there's text messages talking about 10% for the big guy. What? Hunter Biden was on the board of Burisma making 84000 What was it? It's like $80,000 a month? Something like that. He has no oil and gas experience. He was literally peddling influence in Ukraine. Not to mention the fact that a crackhead is on Air Force Two flying with his dad to China. Why? What evidence do you want? There's no evidence. (laughs) Well, I mean, when the gun's got smoke coming out of the barrel, you tend to look at it and say, I think they probably used that gun. So, again... Archer's been subpoenaed, and uh, he played a significant role in the Biden family's business deals, and uh, that includes China, Russia, Ukraine, and um, Devin Archer, he supposedly met with then-Vice President Biden on multiple occasions, including the White House. Now, again, you got to remember that when Joe Biden was campaigning for president in 2019, he told the reporters in Iowa, he said, quote, I have never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings shit oh boy (laughs) yeah um smartest guy you ever knew right joe and you're not talking to him about your business dealings and did you see the picture hunter goes to visit his uh his lawyer and his lawyer fires up a bong (laughs) that that was hilarious (laughs) which again 
is not illegal in California for him to smoke a bong. It's, but it's a damn bad look. Yeah. Like everywhere Hunter shows up, there's drugs. Look, the man's a party. I think instead of the smoking gun, we can refer to it as the smoking crack pipe. <laughs> smoking pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Wherever there's a smoking pipe, you'll find Hunter. Um, it's so, yeah. Anyway, uh, but uh, Devin Archer's got a ton of stuff about all these different meetings. You know, he and Hunter Biden left a dinner with the Burisma board at the Burj Al Arab Hotel, traveled to the Four Seasons Resort in Dubai uh, at Jumeirah Beach, and then took a call from Pazarski. Uh, Pazarski wanted to show where they were because Burisma's owner, I'm not even, Zlochevsky, needed to speak to Hunter urgently soon after the two Ukrainians joined Hunter and Archer at the Four Seasons Bar. And he asked Hunter, can you ring your dad? (laughs) So Hunter allegedly complied, called his father, put the vice president on the speakerphone, then introduced the Ukrainians to Joe Biden by name as Nikolai and Vadim. And also said words to the effect that the Burisma bigwigs need our support. Okay. Now, again, I say all that and then remind you, nothing's going to be done about it. (laughs) So don't worry about that. Just forget it. Don't worry about that. Uh, It's it's this is a sad world we're living in. But don't worry, Joe Biden. He is AI. Um, (laughs) He can't walk up the long stairs. But uh, play clip. You got clip number two there real quick. Play it for me. I'm the AI. First of all, thanks. Wow. Uh, he's the AI. Yeah, you are artificial. At this point, we, we'd be better off with an AI. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced he's not. If he's an AI, I'm not worried about them ending the world. No, there's definitely a glitch. Yeah, yeah. there's definitely they, a glitch. They got fixed the coding. Yeah. All right. Everybody deals with pain from time to time. It's one of the few guarantees you have in life. And when it happens, you sustain it. You deal with it. You move forward. But sometimes there's no moving forward because sometimes it comes back day after day after day, month after month, until that pain fills your world and steals your joy out of life. Now, if you're one of those people who experienced this, you know it is really awful to live with that. But the good news is it doesn't have to be that way. Relief Factor is a great way to reduce pain, which is mostly caused by inflammation in our joints. When you take it as directed, it could absolutely change your life. It's not a drug, but it was developed by doctors, that, and it reduces inflammation in your body. Now, 70% of the people who take it, they keep on ordering it because it works for them. Now, if you're living with pain, I want you to try it as well and see if it works. Try their three-week quick start. It's just $19.95. It's a trial pack, and you can get it at relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com, or you can call them on the phone, 800-4-RELIEF, relieffactor.com. Be right back. The other day I made a uh, Facebook reel before I went on vacation, and I, I talked about getting away from the big box stores, Walmart, Target, the conglomerates and stuff like that. And I said, if you'll send me a private message on my Facebook page, that will help you know how to do that. And so we, did, we sent some links out. We got like 1,200 private messages. And then there were a lot of people who – and so there were people who signed up with this deal. I'm not going to get into it on the show, but um, if you signed up, 
go make your purchases because that's you've got to enroll that and you do that by setting up your purchases so you can buy your stuff stuff that you get at walmart or target whatever you got to go online and shop with this deal and again it's with patriots and conservatives so if you're listening and that's one and you're one of those people and you got the dm sign up and go do your thing all right that's all i'm gonna say about that <laughs> if you know you know how about that um i like deals where you get paid to shop I don't know about you guys. Like, I believe in this parallel economy thing, Brandon. Like, I, like, I'm always looking for ways to, you know, parallel economy, parallel culture, parallel entertainment, all of these things. That's why I signed with Based Records. You know, we made that announcement uh, a week and a half ago. Uh, we got a, we've got a, you know, we're working on six new songs that we've written that are just going to be punch people in the face we got we got an incredible song i think we're going to do this song it's going to be out for christmas about why santa claus is so happy all the time because if <laughs> nice. you had the list where all the naughty girls lived <laughs> you'd Hell be yeah. jolly too uh that's gonna be a fun little christmas song for the family i like that one yeah it's gonna be a good one but we got we got some really cool stuff that's gonna be kind of punch in the face music coming out so i'm excited about all that kind of stuff uh, thousands of diversity and equity officers have been laid off. Uh, this is a Wall Street Journal report. Did, I don't know if you guys saw where um, that that college diversity counselor at the university they fired her for pushing back against kind of the the race baiting claims and the and they fired her for pushing back against a bunch of the race card crap they were playing at the university. Turns out she's black <laughs> she was saying no this isn't right they fired her but anyway left-wing activists are panicking as companies and corporations are choosing to lower their commitment to diversity and equity uh this is a report that said thousands of diversity focused workers have been laid off in the last year after many companies have rushed to prove that they were implementing diversity equity and inclusion policies um so again the report cites frequent social media firestorms to explain why some companies are pivoting away from hiring DEI officers. Uh, people are tired of woke bullshit. I mean, my God, if $27 billion of loss for Anheuser-Busch doesn't show you something about where America's at, the fact that everybody's pulling out of Target at Disney and CMT now with the Jason Aldean thing and saying, listen, we're just tired of this crap you guys keep pushing down our throats. Like, you know... The, the you know, this debacle over Dylan Mulvaney. I mean, Dylan Mulvaney's about to go into deep obscurity. I mean, did he even make it back from Peru? Do we know? Did uh, he stay at Maku Piku? I'm sure, I'm sure he came back for the Barbie premiere. <laughs> Probably did. If there's anybody who I know was dressed in their finest <laughs> pink a, regalia for the Barbie movie, yeah, it was what Dylan. a shit show. But then you find out that, like, Fox News is doing dollar for dollar, you know, for people's donations. Some of them going to, like, to the satanic league or satanic, satanic church or whatever the satanic church yeah and i'm like people are like you know and they're like and yeah we're not they're not down with that shit oh but you don't understand the satanic church is all about equality and all, we don't care we literally don't care because anything with the word satan in it we're just not a fan of it <laughs> just meh. i mean we're just gonna we're just gonna play the odds and avoid satan how about that we're just gonna we're just gonna keep uh we're just gonna keep satan out of the conversation um but um yeah, the uh, according to one estimate, the DEI industry ballooned to $3.4 billion in 2020. Since then, chief diversity officers are experiencing 40% higher turnover as compared to other positions. Yep. That's just the way it goes. And let me tell you something, dude. I 
have gotten to a point. I, again, I fly 200,000 miles a year. I fly. I'm in the air all the time. I'm constantly in the air. This diversity hire shit with the airlines that's going on, bro, it is killing an industry. On a practical level, everything is late. Everything is delayed. The service is horrible. Um, it scares me the fact that United was <laughs> basing the hiring of pilots off of this diversity crap. I'm like, I don't care what color your skin is. Can you land the freaking plane? Can you take off without me spilling my cocktail in first class? Like, can you keep us in the air? Because I'm, <laughs> I'm a little concerned right now. Like, I, I don't care where you went to school. I just, I'm just saying I don't want an affirmative action pilot. I, I don't want somebody that filled, that checked a box. I don't care. When, when you get to Chicago, I don't care who you sleep with. I, I don't care. As long as you get us safely on the ground in O'Hare, which is always sketchy because of the winds anyway. So I don't care. But I'm seeing it, man. In the airlines, I'm freaking seeing it. Everywhere I go, there's another delay. There's another pushback. There's, the pilots aren't showing up. Uh, the scheduling is screwed up. Handling of the bag sucks. Um, don't even get me started on TSA, which is a whole different industry. But oh, my God. And I, I want to say so many things about TSA. This is a side note. But I travel so much, I get recognized by a lot of TSA. And I really don't need my flights delayed by TSA because they're pissed at something that I said. But you guys need to take a Xanax. Like, legit, take a Xanax. And I don't know what they call the TSA in Mexico, but they're worse. <laughs> they have a TSA in Mexico? It ain't TSA. But it's something. Oh, from what I know from Narcos, they're all employed by the cartels to no, let drug no. smugglers through. I literally went through those scanner naked the other day. <laughs> I mean, I pulled my shirt off and everything just to be a smart ass. I did see was a Savannah, our friend Savannah Hernandez. She did yeah. a thread because she got stuck on a plane for like two hours. I saw that. Yeah. I mean, Savannah was stuck. I saw somebody. I mean, I, I can't even. My friend Chris Wallen, songwriter who's on the show a couple of weeks ago. He got stuck in Dallas, DFW. He got stuck there for 48 hours. That week he was here, 48 hours. 48 hours in DFW. All right, guys, you got to clean your guns. It's a, it's a necessary thing. It's a dirty job, but you got to do it. It's part of being a responsible gun owner. And I want to tell you about my buddies over at Barrel Buddy. They're a great solution. It is a perfect deal. A lot of people say, oh, it's just pushing little makeup things through there. It's not. That's not what it is. These polymers are cool. They compress to fill the interior of your gun's barrel, and they will clean the rifling grooves. Comes in seven different sizes. Matches any caliber firearm you got, and it won't leave behind the residual particles, so it makes it a safer concept as well. It'll collect the particulates. It absorbs the residue, buffs the interior surface clean, and you lubricate your firearm at the same time. So it's an important step when you clean your guns, and Barrel Buddy is a new concept you're going to love. So I want you to check them out. I guarantee you're going to love them. Go to BarrelBuddy.com. That's BarrelBuddy.com. We'll be right back. Hey, guys, WatchChad.com is where all the fun stuff is. But I want to encourage you. I was so proud of the Blaze with that town hall they did with Tucker Carlson and just our production of that, I was home all day waiting on the Geek Squad to come fix a TV, which they didn't do. 
So I was able to sit there and watch a lot of the town hall that day. So I was so proud of the Blaze and what they put together with that deal uh, the week before last and just phenomenal production. Uh, and I want to encourage you guys, be a part of the Blaze family, blazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad and save on an annual subscription. Be a part of the family. And we'll be back tomorrow on Tuesday. We love you. God bless you. Talk to you then. Bye.